Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. to a few things where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Evakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at evakind.com. And call us. Our phone number is 833-OVAKIND. Leave us a voicemail. Yeah. We'll play it on air. Yeah, as soon as we figure out how to do so. Yeah, Yay. for all we know, there's tons there right now. We just haven't figured out how to check our inbox. We're but you bet it. that we have accomplished a lot in our short lifetimes and we're going to figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll get there. Um, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to tell me about? Well, first I want to tell you about the most beautiful little set of vases that are on our website. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about. They're by this woman, Heather Stewart Harvey. Um, it feels like a real throwback of a kind moment in the sense that like, she's really just like, she's super new. She's, she's super fresh. Yeah. And I'm really excited about her. And we found her on Instagram and Everybody who sees her stuff is like, whoa, what's that? It's this really beautiful stoneware. She makes a lot of the clay herself. She's based in Asheville, North Carolina, which I feel like apparently is a ceramics haven. Total ceramics haven and brewery haven. Mm -hmm. I think they specialize in ceramics and beer, Um, which great. Excellent. Anyway, this is your chance to get in on the ground floor. She made this limited edition set. Of, well, they're not sold as a set. They're not. Yes, that's yeah. right. They're not sold as a set. You have to buy them individually, but they're these beautiful, two, really two neutral vases, yeah. stoneware vases. And the thing that I love about them is they have these tiny little necks. So it just, you don't have to feel like you need to arrange flowers in them because the they just kind of do it. practically arrange themselves. That's right. mm-hmm. They're 10% off with the code a few things. Um, something else you've been wanting to talk a lot, a lot mm-hmm. is a category of television that you, I think, single-handedly created. Oh, I can't I, wait for it to take. I can't wait I for it to take off. Think too. anyone else refers to television in this yeah. way? Treadmill TV. Yeah. Um, what makes good <laughs> treadmill TV? Well, I will. I just want to preface this by saying that I've been having. I've been getting a lot of experience with treadmill TV because yeah. it, you've been clocking the hours. I've been clocking the hours. Logging and the I miles. Hate treadmills yeah. normally. Um, but while pregnant, it's a pretty good solution to ha- needing to have to like pee all the time and also like move slowly. I hadn't thought about so you're stop you're getting on and off the treadmill to go to the bathroom a lot. Oh yeah, that's part of the reason I, I do it on the treadmill because I'm like God forbid I'm oh, out like a mile the world. From home and oh no, I had no, no idea that's what was happening. That's definitely a big piece of it. Okay, yeah, I need to. Like, it's like you could I. 
have to pee like the last second before I get on the treadmill. And then no matter how recently I've peed, the act of running makes me like well, you're shaking your bladder up and down. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so that's At what big... mile marker are you peeing again? Usually, <sighs> honestly, I can't usually get a full mile with. I usually only get off once during the course, but it's of, within the first mile. But it's usually like within the first mile, and I so, so it really surfaces it. It quickly. really surfaces. It's like crazy how quickly. Like I will have just gone, and it's like I feel like I need to pee again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, all right. It's so it's that's the chief reason. The other thing is that I just go. I need to move so slowly and sort of like feel out how what performance level I can achieve okay. that it's nice to have all of the controls of being like you know what I can't go fast today but I'm gonna I go need on a, a really lower high incline, incline or yeah, I need exactly. high, yeah I see. okay so I like being able to just control it but in general I hate the treadmill it's yeah. so boring I'm, I'm always very impressed that you do the treadmill in general because you um how to put it um <laughs> you need like a lot of stimuli well, so that's what's so crazy I hate it so much that I need so I have I have all the electronics going. I have my music. Uh-huh. I have the iPad with the closed captions on it, and then I have, you know, the treadmill itself, with, which has its move. own buttons and, yeah. and noises. So sure. I'm using three three different electronics. Yeah, you're really plugged in. You don't have a heart monitor though. That feels feels <laughs> no. like it, you could add a fourth if you wanted to. I could. I yeah. really could. And now, because I need to like do so many sort of like adaptations, I also have two different sets of weights. On the treadmill. But none of those are electronic. No, it's just I need a lot of accessories. No, no but I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying I don't think you've maxed out the electronics no. you could have on the treadmill. No, I think I, you could I, be using a lot more battery power than you're using I right could. now. <laughs> I could get a fan going. That would be nice. There's oh. a little fan in the treadmill, but it doesn't do much for me. Yeah, I think you should get a, a yeah. USB fan add on or something. <laughs> I, I screenshotted one on Jamie Beck's Instagram. The I other was, day. That's the one I was thinking of because <laughs> Jamie Beck talked about how she has she's pregnant and she's been flying with a mini USB <laughs> fan. So I that she can better control that yeah temperature yeah. on an airplane makes sense i thought that was really smart yeah. yeah so i've got all those things and then i've got my like uh maternity belt thing which is like my sports bra for my belly so yeah, the, totally there's like 27 accessories on the treadmill um okay so the content that you're consuming on a treadmill you've yes. got music going i've got my music going because i need music to run but then okay, because i'm sure. so bored i want a story on my ipad How- okay yeah <laughs> What makes good treadmill television? How do you define treadmill television? So it can't be something where you, with good acting, because then you're missing out on the acting. I see. Because you're not hearing the actor's voices. You really just need some uh, people who are reading the script, basically. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You need something. It's like a, a table read is what you're looking for. <laughs> basically. You okay. need something attractive people. Oh, okay. Yep. You need the promise of love. Because... <laughs> I find that I run faster whenever right. <laughs> you, you keep carrying on okay. whenever there's like some sort of like excitement around potential romance. Uh-huh. Um, you run faster. Yeah. Oh, okay. definitely. Okay. Like I, I, we'll get to like specific scenes, but um, I, I, it needs to be light. It needs to be something you look forward to where you're like, there's a little bit of a guilty pleasure. It's a little bit of a treat um, and it needs to be just super easy to follow. And it can't be the type of like, I don't think it's good to have the type of thing where there's like cliffhangers because then you're going to want to watch it when you're not on the treadmill. It mm-hmm. has to be like appealing in a light like, oh, I want to go revisit my friends. I think like one of the really important things about a treadmill TV series is that it should feel like it's your friends. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go like visit with them now for half an hour. And it has to be like the lowest stakes, the lowest stakes possible. So I actually think 
and this is this doesn't fall into the category of like any of the other treadmill TV shows that I'm going to talk about. Uh-huh. But I actually think the the ultimate treadmill TV is the Today Show. The anchors all feel like your friends. Yeah. There's like always like a night. And okay, it doesn't have the promise of romance, but it does have the promise of something inspirational that's going to make you run faster for like five minutes. Certainly someone who has has cured something. Yes. Like, and solved a problem. It's really the promise of love, like in in the like broader sense than just romance. Love, peace. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, And you and it's super easy to follow and it's super low stakes. (laughs) And you're just. Yes. The Today Show is super easy to follow. Yeah. So I used to love the Today Show when I... The plot points are like actually not that complicated. When I lived in the building with the gym and they had cable TV, the Today Show was my go-to. But now that I don't have cable TV, I've been getting into series. Um, And the ones that I have done while in this phase of my done like watched all the way through? Uh, I didn't More watch. Or less. I didn't watch Suits all the way through because Suits was on or has been on for I don't know a hundred seasons, a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually would rank Suits the lowest of the three that I've done. Why? Um, it's it gets so much the same. It's too like episodic, okay. and so there's not there is a a thread to follow through the various seasons, but it's not enough to really want to keep me coming back for more. It did uh, initially. But you said no cliffhangers or no any of that. Yeah, but you still want to like, care more, enough yeah, about what's okay. happening you want in your continuity. friend's life. Yeah. Okay. But I the other thing is that the script's not just not that good. Okay. The script. The it thing, doesn't pass the table read test. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. There's no. The, so the two that I have found that I feel, go number two. I want so the, num- so, number two. I want to save the best for last. Number two. So suits is, is like a BuzzFeed list. Right. We're going from three to one. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bunheads, which is what I'm doing currently. I've been watching Bunheads not on a treadmill. How is I, it for you? I think it's a fantastic show. And you know what? I think I look for the same thing. And yeah. I want to watch 45 minutes of television yep. just to come down from the day as you look for in treadmill television. Thank you for bringing up length of time because I actually do think that's really important. Um, I, for a little bit, tried to watch Younger. And it's too short. It's How, 22 minutes or something oh, like that. Mm, yeah. And I run for 30. So then I'm like watching like a full episode and a bit. Oh, yeah. And that's hard. Good. Yeah, okay. OK. So 45 minutes is like the perfect length of show because you're like walking to warm up or like, well, or, no, it's like it's just like you can watch the bulk and have like 15 minutes left and then come back and watch 15 minutes and like start a new one. Like it's just it doesn't feel quite so stop start. Like you're getting okay. a I bulk see. of an episode. Sort I see. Of. OK. Um, so most of a 45 minute show is better than one and a half, 22 minute shows. Yeah. 22 is just like it was. It, it would, I just found it to be awkward. OK. OK. Um, 45 minutes. I feel good about. So why? Why is Bunhead's number two? The I, I th- think the script is excellent. I agree that the script is excellent. And it's like it's it, the script is almost better than the story. It's yes. like there's like, yes, what I like. There's all of these little funny one off jokes. That are really I do smart. think I would probably benefit from the closed captioning. <laughs> yeah. Or like just I feel like I'd benefit from reading the jokes maybe better than hearing them delivered. That's what I actually think about it. I'm like, I feel like I'm catching jokes that I wouldn't get. And I'm I'm I should have written some down or tried to remember. But they're like these sort of like timely, very clever. Sometimes they're like little jabs. Sometimes they're political. And they just they're smart. And you really capture them when you're reading them in a way yeah. that you might yeah, miss yeah, yeah. if it was just Sutton Foster has all these little like yeah. quippy four sentence strings that are packed with yeah allusions and references and whatever and it's a great ensemble cast so you Absolutely. feel like it's all your friends totally. and there is like some there's like some romance there's it, it, and it but it's low stakes it's great okay 
Um, did I tell you how I slept so well the other night? And yeah, it was so rude because I haven't done that in so <laughs> long. Sorry. Well, and I won't again for 18 years. I know. I'm sorry. Well, I woke up and I legit couldn't remember what day it was for like, <laughs> for like, not just like that two yeah. beats, yeah. but like that like 20 seconds. And unfortunately, the answer was it was Tuesday, like, which is not the answer I was <laughs> You wanted it for. to be Saturday. I, I don't know what to like, what the cause of, you know, mm-hmm. might have just been REM sleep, but I'm blaming it on the new Buffy comforters that we're both sleeping with. You should with. blame it on them. Um, They're wonderful. They are wonderful. I slept so well. Um, this thing, I feel like it's like it has the right heft, but it's yes. also very breathable, which is their whole thing. That's because it is eucalyptus. It's not made out. The outside lining is not made out of cotton. It's made out of eucalyptus, which is way more breathable and uses a lot less water than cotton, like 10, ten times, times less. less. Yeah. 10 times oh, less. Right. <laughs> the fill of this yes. comforter um, is made of 100% recycled BPA-free water bottles. And to date, Buffy, mm-hmm. which is a, a year old, um, they've they've recycled 3.5 million water bottles. That's, that's so impressive. That's crazy, right? It makes me really happy, yes. Um, they also, because... I th- just think comforters are a really specific thing. And I, as someone who has bought and returned many comforters, they offer you a 30 sure night. Tr- <laughs> I really have. It's also so annoying. Because <laughs> the, they're the so big. I will say, though, Buffy does come in a, like a, it doesn't come in a box. It comes in a plastic bag, which is just and like, it's, it's like, it's um, like kind of vacuum packed. Yeah, that's it's the word really I'm nice. for. Um, but they will give, they give you a 30 day free trial. You know what else? If you return it, they donate the. They will donate it to a homeless shelter. Which, your gently used yeah, comforter, your, which is lovely. Um, you can get twenty dollars off your Buffy comforter if you visit Buffy.co and enter the code a few things. Again, twenty dollars off this comforter that Eric and I are both very into. If you visit Buffy.co and That's enter co co very important co dot com is over. It's no. all about the co now. Buffy.co and enter the code a few things. My number one, like, I think it's just such a fantastic treadmill show is The Bold Type. Again, I watched this show not on a treadmill <laughs> and think Still that it's like fantastic it. for the same for the purpose yeah. of just watching when you're like, I need to not think about anything too hard. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, that's exactly right. You're not thinking too hard, but you're attached to the characters, but you can't. It's not so much that you can't like leave them behind when your three miles are up. You're not thinking about them the rest of the day. That's right. Well, except in the cases. So I, I really feel like I got the best work out of my pregnancy when I watched the season finale from the last one where there's spoilers. There's, yeah, I don't want to do a spoiler, but there's like, or wait, can I spoil it when well, there's romance? There's a there's a satis- satisfying romantic uh, culmination. Totally. 100 um, percent. So, yeah. And this is also an, an opportunity for me to ask for more good treadmill TV recommendations because I'm going to be done with Bunhead soon. But yeah. I think it's all about like a smarter script than it than an, than, than it needs to be. Yeah, than it needs to be, or than like than the acting is good. The script should be smarter <laughs> than the acting is good. Totally. So the people have to be attractive. Yeah, there has to be a promise of love. Yeah, it needs to be light. <laughs> love and easy. in the broad sense. Yeah, lo- <laughs> yeah. love in a yeah communal. Like maybe a firefighter saved a cat, or maybe like a, a it needs lo- to be heartwarming <laughs> or right heartfelt. Or, or like uh, some two people finally got together that were supposed to be together their entire totally. season. Are there shows that you have watched in the past that you think pass this test? Mm. Like for, for me, the one that comes to mind is The Mindy Project. Would The Mindy Project have go- been good no, treadmill TV? No, because the comedic timing is so good on that. Like okay, I feel like okay. you would miss the okay. acting and is like so funny. 
and yeah. the, okay that's fair the delivery is so good i don't feel like on suits i was missing anything in terms of delivery <laughs> you know <laughs> and i and i to be honest i've never watched an episode of bunheads with the sound on so i wouldn't know but i sense that i'm not missing a ton there is a lot of delivery, but it's not okay. my favorite delivery. And yeah. that's not my favorite part of the show. I so it, it feels uh, Bunheads feels a little bit like Gil, like you know a cousin of Gilmore Girls. Oh, it's it Amy ab- Sherman Palladino, it and it's absolutely like, is got a, cousin. a lot in common. And I have to say that like the what's the main character's name in Bunheads? Why can I not remember? Michelle. Right now? Michelle. Yeah. I I like the ideas of the mm-hmm. Michelle and Lorelai Gilmore characters yeah. more than I like the execution. Oh, Rory. Of- no, oh, Lorelai. Michelle and oh, uh, she's and supposed mom. to be like a Lorelai. Okay, yeah, I she's see. like a yeah. Lorelai. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like them like in theory more than in practice, maybe. So that I think that maybe the not watching with sound would help with that. So that's what I was going to say. I, for me, I could never do more than like an episode or two of Gilmore Girls at a time because the There's clever so glib. Much, yeah, the snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, snappy delivery. And it's like, like the hey, jazz yeah. hands of of acting. Yeah, and, <laughs> and yeah, it just gets tired for me yeah. pretty quickly. So I feel like it's perfect to just read it um if people have more nominations for good treadmill television please email Send them to a few things that have a kind.com and claire or will claire will watch all of them i try <laughs> or we should try mail oh my gosh leave a voicemail 833 have a kind that's right um so this is the best of 10 things episode mm-hmm. um yeah. talking about things in our newsletter that we feel like deserve way more airtime than a sentence mm-hmm. than the sentence that they got <laughs> in the newsletter um do you have one you want to share i feel like you need to kick it off I okay just i have so TV. many okay yeah. okay okay um Here's something I've been spending a lot of time with. Yeah. Um, I talk about Serena Williams fairly regularly. Um, You're a big fan. I'm a huge fan. My favorite Serena Williams related content recently Mm -hmm. is, now follow me here, her daughter's doll's Mm -hmm. Instagram account. (laughs) Real Quay Quay, spelled R-E-A-L-Q-A-I-Q-A-I. Yeah. This Instagram account, which only has 35,000 followers, get it on the ground floor. Yeah. Like, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. Yeah. So basically, Serena's daughter, Olympia, has mm-hmm. this doll yeah. that she just like uses and abuses. Yeah. Like this doll is roughed up. This doll gets left in the corner. This doll for a while had on like a sling and yeah. a cast. Like, and now she, she just has a cast. Yeah, but it's like on a different leg than it was okay. before. <laughs> like, and yeah. so basically this Instagram account was started to show the like travesty that is she's it started as like a recurring segment on serena's instagram and then it got a spinoff yeah and then she got her own show and then she got her own show and it's basically just pictures of this doll like being (laughs) like like falling out of her stroller like left left, in a ditch face down on like a grassy plane like all of these pictures um and it's just Weirdly very satisfying content. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you why. I check in on it regularly. Because Serena's funny. Well, Serena's uh, Serena's super funny. I assume and Serena's running the account. I think, yeah, I think we yeah. should assume. I think it's like it's like everything Serena does where if she's going to do it, she's going to go all in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the uh, description of the account says daughter of Olympia, or Alexis mm-hmm. Olympia Ahanian. Yeah. And granddaughter of Serena Williams. <laughs> Alexis Ohanian and it's just it's like she just really goes for it Mm -hmm. Um, and this is no exception and it's a business account it is a business account yeah. and you know that it's a business account because yeah. it gives a job description right. of the person and it yeah. says motivational speaker i'm so curious as to why it's a business account why it was set up that way <laughs> um you think she wanted the swipe up feature 
I hope it beca- I hope it gets monetized. Like I hope that so is too. that is my hope. Do you think that that's an accurate description? Do you think Quay Quay is motivational? I don't know if she's motivational so much as she feels like what women in 2018 have experienced. Like she feels like represent a representative right. of the people. Yeah. Like yeah, she yeah. just, it's this like really beaten down. Yeah. Like this has been a tough year for but us. She kind has of a thing. great attitude. There's a one where she's like, she knocked me down 10, like nine times. I'll get up 10. Totally. Like she, oh my gosh. Her captions have become, I think progressively more positive and yeah. sort of like acknowledging the struggle, but remaining a beat. Oh my gosh. hundred percent. And yeah. there's also now a new, um, you know, those little dog toys that jump, but jump I, and bark and flip. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I've been, concerned about this yeah so she has competition he basically. has entered the picture and there seems to be a plot in development mm-hmm. where basically the most recent post as of today was like have you seen toy story um <laughs> and they're like we're really like yeah. building towards something yeah um i just think this is a great follow so maybe she could actually this could be like a show i think you think she could get i think some it's sort of one. i basically think that if Tumblr, if Tumblr was as prevalent in 2018 mm-hmm. as it once was, yeah. this would be a Tumblr and not yeah. an Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Keep yeah. an eye on it. Hopefully it gets optioned for something. Yeah. I, I <laughs> quite, quite deserves everything that comes through. Deserves- comments are yeah. also really good. <laughs> the people just like say a lot in the comments. What um, sort of comments do people have? Um, a lot of being like, just hang in there, Quay Quay, or like, okay. oh my gosh, like Olympia, yeah. like get it together. We're going right. to like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You got to take yeah. care of your girl. You're like a bad parent. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to talk about a recipe that I've been really reliant on lately and like a category of recipes. Yeah. So Smitten Kitchen has this recipe called broccoli roast. I love this recipe. It is so good. I love this recipe. It's also the easiest thing it in truly the world. Is. So it's basically, it, it's from, it, it's a cousin of the cauliflower steak. And the thing is that I don't, I don't like the cauliflower steak. I think that's steak. a bad place to start because I think I everybody feels like, but I have to be honest okay. because- the cauliflower steak is like omnipresent now yeah. because it's every re- restaurant's solution for feeding vegetarians. It's like what you want the cauliflower steak to be. Yes, exactly. I don't like it's the hashtag goals steak. for the cauliflower steak. But basically, you just cut a, a broccoli, a stalk of broccoli in half. You sprinkle it with this dry rub, which is like a classic dry rub. You it's just a combination. do it in half. Sometimes I do it in quarters if okay. it's if it's I a huge a, yeah. piece of broccoli because I like more rub on it. That so I put a lot more rub on it than yeah, you're yeah, supposed yeah. to. Yes, so the the center the like magic of this thing is that there's this dry rub recipe that's just a mixture of spices. It's like brown sugar, smoked paprika, salt, garlic cumin. I don't know. Um I make a ton of it and keep it in a jar, which is really makes this recipe so easy if you just have it on hand. I just keep it in a mason jar in our in our cabinet. Sometimes Chris uses it when he's grilling steaks because it's also just like a delicious spice mixture. Do you know what else it's good on? Hmm. Popcorn. <gasps> yep. I believe it. Yep. It's a delicious mixture of spices. It's delicious. very, very yeah. good. Salty, sweet, smoky. Um, you literally just sprinkle it on broccoli with some olive oil. You roast the broccoli and then you put a vinaigrette on it that doesn't even have oil in it. It's just mustard and apple cider vinegar, I think. Right? Yeah. 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 And it tastes so good. It really does taste so good. It's so delicious tasting. And you, she gives you an option to put cheese on it. And I've never in my life not put cheese on something when had the option. I don't put cheese on it. I don't put cheese on this either. Because it's so good. It doesn't need it. It's too many things going on. I just cannot believe how easy it is because you don't have to chop. You don't have to. It's so simple and quick and it reminds me of another recipe that you brought into my life that is similarly it's a very similar concept and similar like could this be easier probably not 
it's the cabbage well i'm calling it the cabbage roast I it's like this roasted, roasted oh it's they like call it roasted, roasted cabbage wedge. salad yeah yeah, yeah, roasted wedge salad. Salad. yeah from the yellow house you quarter a cabbage you brush it with olive oil yeah you put it you roast it until it's like brown and roasty and then you put this one does need cheese yeah. a ton of parmesan cheese and it, you dress it and then you parmesan I can't remember, I can't remember what, what order. What, I think yeah. you dress it and then Parmesan on top of that. It's, and the dressing is really similar. It's like a cider vinegar mustard. Yeah, it's like a mustard vinaigrette situation. It's so good. I it's, should make that again soon. I haven't had that in a while. It's also very it's like filling. very like fall wintry and then I forget about it for yeah. six months and then Same. have to revive it Same. in my life. It just also is really satisfying because broccoli and cabbage last a while in your fridge. So if you just like pick these things up every once in a while and you have them in your fridge, it, it is the easiest at home thing. The hardest thing is remembering to just turn the oven on to preheat it. Truly. That's like really the hardest part. These things have been very satisfying to me lately when I haven't felt like cooking, but I haven't been feeling like going out. I very, feel very limited in what I can eat that's not going to make me feel sick these things have been my go-tos um can i tell you about something i've been eating yeah okay um the cauliflower the cauliflower gnocchi from trader joe's mm. is fantastic i really need to try it's it. frozen Ooh. um the the real win of it for me mm-hmm. is that one of the recommended ways to cook it or like the recommended way if you ask yeah. me is to pan cook it so that it gets brown oh, yeah spots. i like that it's so good it's so easy i feel like it's a very good kid dinner so no you could... water at all so their recipe on the back of the bag calls for water um but then i think that like the first time i made it i followed some other recipe which i did not need like a different recipe <laughs> but it didn't call for any water it just okay. called for like straight pan yeah. cooking it and i think and either way it's frozen in the pan like you, you put it frozen it in, in the frozen. pan it is done it is like a 12 this minute a, thing this isn't an, a topic that i w- we need to discuss in more detail at a later time is like cooking frozen things because i feel like it's going to I have a lot it of could questions. change your life. Yeah. Well, and also just like during the infant stage yeah, of yeah, yeah, baby yeah, yeah. rearing. I think that this cauliflower gnocchi okay. has a lot of potential for parents okay. because here's the thing. You could dress this with just like butter and cheese yeah. for kids and then you could make like have pesto or whatever on yours and like uh-huh. be very satisfied. Right. You know what I okay. mean? It's like yeah, 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 like yeah. it's in, and it's like a squishy food. Ooh, so yeah. it's good for a toddler. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. But it's flavorful, but it's healthy because it's cauliflower right. and not. I'm in. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um and they the way that i made it once was cacio e pepe Yum. style which was delicious so in that situation how are you doing you had to introduce water right um well not water but just like well yeah i guess like a little yeah, bit of okay. water uh, i can't remember how he did it because i feel like with cacio e pepe don't you, you you're to supposed like to use, use the water, pasta the starch, water yeah right? you're supposed to yeah. use starchy water i feel like i didn't yeah. i just like kind of somehow yeah, made it yeah, work. yeah 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 um yeah okay this is good to know i Everybody says, well, everybody says, you know, pregnancy uh, culture says that you should use these last couple of weeks slash months to make stuff like casseroles and soups that you can freeze um, and like keep in the freezer so that when you have, you know, when you're breastfeeding and have been crazy and have no, have not slept that you can just take things out of your freezer to eat. But I've never been someone who's been good at like freezing food that I cook because it, it just I don't know of a good way to take a cooked casserole and make it not gross once you've defed yeah. it. I mean, I think it's really like certain recipes work a lot better um, and you have to cut things up in single servings. I, mm. I don't know. But I, I know. I've never been a frozen yeah. 
person. My mom used to freeze a lot of things yeah. when we were growing up. Like quiche, she would freeze a lot. She would freeze soups a lot, but that's like a pain. That's it. So I bought soups at Whole Foods over the weekend because they looked so good. And I put them in the freezer and I was like, I don't know what to do know with what this my now. plan is for <laughs> defrosting well, this what? in a way that makes sense. Um, but I, they're in there. If anybody has tips on cooking foods that you've frozen, <laughs> call us. Leave us a voicemail. <laughs> This is why I'm interested about the gnocchi because I'm like it just goes into the pan frozen because my assumption is that in order to like you basically need to let frozen things defrost and then cook them because I, if you're trying to just straight cook frozen things it's not going to cook evenly it's always more frozen in the, the center. The gnocchi small enough. Right. So you're cooking and you're case. and you're wanting yeah. the outside to get brown and the inside so just to get warm so it's not an issue. Right. But if you were trying to you know you know you get it. Somebody wrote into us about freezing rice and I was like. That just seems like it's going to be a gross consistency once you no, I understand. reheat it, unless you have some magic trick for how exactly to reheat it. Um, with frozen rice, mm-hmm. I have steamed it before. We just like put it, you know, over water. Okay. So that you're not, yeah, you're not like reintroducing water. And it wasn't just like mush at that no. point. I'm very suspicious I know. about it's a- all this. <laughs> And to be I feel honest, like in 2019, you're going to get in really, really into <laughs> the, the fact that freezers work, and that's going to be a real revelation. Well, it would also require me to vacate a lot of Hagen dazs and Daily Harvest from my freezer. There's no room left. I understand. We have so much ice cream 100%. in there. Yeah. 100%. Um, so my other thing that I want to talk about that I feel pretty passionately about right now is um, Rent the Runways maternity. It's not even... It's not even a specific maternity subscription. Basically, Rent the Runway has this program called Rent the Runway Unlimited. Did you know it was written about in the New Yorker, this like last issue? Thank you for reminding me because somebody told me and I was like, oh, I really want to read that. Um, yeah. I don't know that it answers any of your big, okay. like it, it answers any of the big questions about it. But if anybody's curious about the business model, <laughs> I, I kind of it. do. I Rent the Runway never really appealed to me before now. Um, I like owning clothes. Yeah. Um, I... The styling and like branding never appealed to me. Not that it's like so specific, but it didn't. I was you never did, like, you, it oh, didn't this draw you in. Speaking yeah, to yeah, me yeah. in some specific yeah, yeah. way. Um, well, I also think I never was. I I never necessarily think about renting something for a single event. Right. It never has made that much sense to me. Even though I'm like, I certainly buy things. Thinking, yeah. being like, oh, I could wear it to this, and then I could wear it to that. But it, the idea of being like, I'm going to rent this dress to wear to this party or whatever, always just felt like more work than I was willing. <laughs> do or something i don't know i do think rent the runway is more work than i like yeah and so this unlimited program basically what it is rent the runway started as a thing where you could just rent for like four days or something like four eight days you can pick four eight days and mostly dresses like occasion dresses so it was really targeted at like sorority women and socialites who were going to parties all the people who have a lot of events to go to and don't want to repeat dresses all the time and don't need to buy a dress for just one event um, this unlimited program that they launched is the idea is you can take out f- up to four items at a time mm-hmm. and, um, you can keep them for as long as you want. You basically cycle them in and out. It's like a library card. And I will say <laughs> in my normal it's life, exactly like a library card <laughs> in my normal life, I don't think this is something that is for me personally. I like I it's not how I like to like dress and shop. And to your point, it is extremely time consuming to constantly be in the state of like, oh, what do they have now? Um, and it, but they have a matern. They have a whole they have a maternity, maternity offering. Yeah. offering. In addition to that, even if they didn't for maternity, it just makes so much sense, because if there's anything I've learned in this process, it's that you 
have no idea what your body, how your body's going to change. And I have to imagine that's true even of like second and third pregnancies of just like, you don't know how high you're going to carry. You don't know where, where you're going to gain weight and where you're not. And I have made the biggest mistakes I've made in shopping for maternity is buying something and being like, oh, in like two months, that's going to be perfect. Or like, I'm, you don't know what two months is right, going to be like. Exactly. Yeah. Whether because I'm like, oh, seasonally that will make sense or I'll be bigger then. And you just have no idea what you're going to want to wear. And like, for me, I realized I was like, oh, it's actually like, I don't like wearing things with loose arms because I feel like my arms are something that has actually like main, maybe the one body part that's maintained its original shape. And it's satisfying to me to like, feel like yourself, feel like, feel like yourself through right, your arms. Like here, here are my arms. They're still themselves. Um, so like I had bought some sweaters over the summer that were like loose arm and I never want to wear them. Cause I'm like, no, I need, that's the party yeah. to show. So there's that, like it, this, um, this, program gives you the opportunity to buy something or not buy something, but have something something. immediately. And then two, the other thing is you want to wait until you, you want to buy things that you can wear right then, but then you only want to wear them for like two weeks. Cause it's like, maybe if you're lucky, you get four weeks wear out of something and four weeks later you're like this thing no longer looks good on me this it is looks, no longer my, my go-to looks totally dress different. Yeah. right whereas like in normal life you know you buy a dress and you're like this is my the dress I'm gonna wear to feel good in this fall or yeah. this summer this is like my go-to piece for the summer but that's not the case in when you're pregnant it lasts for like two weeks and so i I haven't actually rent. No, that's not true. I've rented maternity jeans from them because that's another thing where you're like I want to try on like 17 pairs and like see what feels good but well, and the, I, the other thing is that you can keep these things for as long as you yeah. want. You just have to, it's just four things out at a time. So if you find a pair of maternity jeans that you love and they're like the thing for you, you, you can, can keep, keep them, them as long as yeah, they fit you. Exactly. Which is a real win. It means you just don't have to own maternity jeans. Yes. Which is a wonderful thing. And I, and so the maternity jeans are the only actual maternity thing that I have rented from Rent the Runway. The, besides that, it's been dresses. And like, I have this Proenza Schuler dress from them that I feel so great in. And I'm like... I had no, I was never going to try on tight, stretchy knit dresses because I didn't think that that was the thing that I would feel good in. And it wasn't for most of my pregnancy. But now at eight months, I'm like, yeah, bring on tight dresses. And I had like tried this thing out. Ali Wong style. Totally. And I'm into it. And I just I really appreciate it as a solution for pregnant women. And I've obviously griped plenty about the fact that like business culture does not cater to pregnant women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to hand it to Rent the Runway that they like saw this opportunity. They took it on. They were like, this m- makes sense. And this is like serving a need for women. And I, I just think it makes so much sense. I'm excited for when we go on book tour, when I'm like three months postpartum and I'm probably not going to fit into my clothes yet. Be able to be like, OK, cool. Like I can rent this dress and feel OK in it, but I don't have to buy it. And like it can have different looks for different appearances and stuff like that and I I was just I never felt super strongly one way or the other about the concept and then I was like wow this is actually addressing a real need for women and I oh totally respect it okay something else I want to talk about Mm -hmm. that I kind of stumbled upon and I can't even like okay you know who Gretchen Rubin is yes she wrote the happiness project she wrote the four tendencies um and she has this podcast. We'd call her a thought leader. We would. I right. think we yeah. would. Um, She'd probably call herself a thought leader. Too. I think most likely. I actually, I know her name and I know so I, I don't think I've ever interacted with her content. Um, I read The Four Tendencies, which I found to be super interesting. I like won't even do a good job of recapping mm-hmm. it at this point. But it's basically about how she thinks that there are four different types of people um, mm-hmm. in terms of how the like. 
how they're motivated to to get things done or to develop oh, habits um, okay. and how you have to cater to those different personalities differently. So mm-hmm. if you're this type of person, you'll respond to this. Mm-hmm. And if you're this sort of person, you'll respond to that. Yeah. Um, and I found it to be super interesting. I should like explain it better on another mm-hmm. <laughs> episode when I actually remember what the four categories of people yeah. are. Um, I remember that I'm an upholder, which oh. means that you respond uh, well to both internal and like external pressures. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I really want to read this yeah. now. You and Thomas are both questioners in my mind. Wow, tell you me more. respond well to internal like pressures. Uh-huh. Um, not even pressures. I'm trying to think what the right word is. I'm not... Um, I'm not landing it, but you question outside, like societal pressures. Okay. Um, and I would have never said that you and Thomas yeah. were the same personality right. type, but uh-huh. in, in that, in this way of the four tendencies, okay. you are. Okay. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. And there is some talk about like the kinds of people that upholders or questioners can be it's with. Like and, yeah, a little bit. And it's like, well, <laughs> okay. in order to, you know, in yeah. order to, an upholder can't be with this type. They'd have right. to be with another upholder or with it, whatever. Okay. Um, it's interesting. Um, so I fell down the rabbit hole of Gretchen Rubin of just being like, what, who is this person? Mm-hmm. What, what is she thought leading? Yeah. Um, and I landed on her podcast, which she does with her sister, Elizabeth Kraft, who's a TV writer in LA. And it's called the happier podcast. Um, and I randomly listened to a couple of episodes and one of the ones that I stumbled upon, which I was like very happy to stumble upon, was called, is about 18 for 18. Mm-hmm. So basically a, a, re, a listener had written in and told them how like for her 35th birthday, mm-hmm. she was like, I'm going to put together a list of 35, th- the 35 things I want to like do this year, right. or like accomplish this year or whatever. And so they kind of adopted this at the beginning of the year in 2018 mm-hmm. as a goal setting mechanism for the top of the year. And it just feels like a very smart approach to me because it's not really resolution oriented. Right. Like there are certain things on their list that maybe are resolution oriented yeah. or just like, I want to do this every day or like I want to whatever. But it was other things too. Like Some are more like task oriented. Yeah. Some yeah. are more like I want to like organize that photo album right. or I want to take this trip. And it's mm-hmm. both things that are things you want to accomplish yeah. and like maybe get done. Um and then things that you want to like reward yourself with. Like mm-hmm. one of like one of the things she I think her sister Elizabeth was like, I want to find the perfect like black dressy bag. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've never had that in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And that is something I'm gonna accomplish this year. Yeah. And it it's like a nice mix of things that yeah. you can cross off like as you get them done. Right. And some things maybe you wait till the end of the year to be like, did I do that most days? Right, or right, right. Whatever. So um, what's gonna be on yours? I don't know. I'm working on it. I was really um, inspired by it when I when I you included it in 10 things. And then I was like, is it too much to ask of myself next year to do anything other than to learn how to be a mom? Well, I think that th- there can you can break that down into various yeah. tasks. OK, let me pull up this list to see of the things that are like pending. for. Okay. Oh, so th- I started one kind of like mid year this year okay. when I started when I started thinking about mm-hmm. it and things that were on it. Are make a wedding album, which mm. I finally yes, did. did. Um, read fifty-two books, which is something yeah. that I have done the past couple of years. So it didn't. It felt like something I could mm-hmm. like hopefully um, check off. Read Harry Potter, which I'm doing now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, get running shoe insoles. Okay. <laughs> That I feel like I failed you on that front because we were going to do that in LA. No, I did it. Oh, you I did, did it. it. Good. Yeah, I did it. Oh my gosh, I should put those in 10 things. I haven't yet. Wow, wow. what a fool I am. Also, uh, yet another thing I didn't know that happened in your life. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> what what brand did you get? Claire, I have to remember. There are these like, do you put them in the oven? 
Wow. At a very low temperature for like five minutes. And then they mulch, then they your, mulch feet. your feet. Wow. They'll show up in a 10 things okay, near great. you soon. Excellent. Um, oh, this one's a good one. Stop picking my thumb because mm, I like pick at yeah, the cuticle. No, I know. And look I, how yeah. nice it's been looking. That looks beautiful. So much better than usual. So, but explain to me. Did writing that down as a goal help you stop picking your thumb? Um, I think if you get yourself in the habit of going back and looking at this thing, mm, it's a nice that reminder. That is nice. Okay. I like that. I like um, that. So what are things for next year? Um, ooh, like do like project cooking once a month because mm-hmm. I used to feel, I feel like I used to do that more. Of like being something like, that's like a three hour. Yeah. Like, something yeah. that's not just like, what am I, what can I make in 30 minutes? Right, right, you right. know what I mean? That's how I feel like I cook now. Or So, um, what, so something that's like. I don't know, just complicated. Yeah, or yeah. like stewing, or like okay. maybe it's multi-part, or I right. don't know. Okay. Um, not just like not be scared of those recipes or be like, oh, I'm not going to do right, that right, ever. Right. Um, read like 10 classic books because mm, I feel like I read one. a lot of new yeah, books, yeah, yeah. but not really. That's yeah, a good one. Like, do you I, have any classics in mind? Well, I haven't read, I've only read like one Dorothy Parker book. I've okay. never read PJ Woodhouse. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of, like I have okay. a lot of blind spots okay. in that way. Um, yeah, Zora Neale Hurston's on the list. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of people that I feel like, yeah. So those are, that's where my list is starting. This is great. It just feels like kind of yeah. like more, f- a more f- fun yeah. way to do this than to for it to be like resolution oriented to being like, I'm going to change myself. 100%. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super into it. I, I, I can't think of anything that's on mine. You, I think, I'm like, learn how to collapse a stroller. I think there you go. Yeah. There's learn one. how to swaddle. Yeah. I think it's like find your new like morning routine. Ugh. Yeah. You'll have, I'll, I'll have some things. I'm going to come up with some. I, I'm also very committed to not just being a mom. So I, it'll be a good opportunity for me to like put some things on there that are not related to being a mom. Exactly. Well, and I also think if you start thinking about it now, things mm-hmm. will just kind of come to mind that's as true. you're living your life. And then yeah. you write them down in a note or whatever. And you're like, yeah, that's something yeah. that like I want to do. I, I feel like I've been doing that very um, in an unstructured way because I've been acting. I told somebody the other day I've been acting as if like life as I know it is going to end at the end yeah, of the yeah, year, yeah, yeah. which is true. Yeah. So I've just been like, we got to go to all the restaurants. We got to go. You yeah. Gotta like, yeah. Got to yeah. go to all the things. Um, yeah. I love that. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? This is just a little shout. I don't have that much to say about it, but I just think it's so wonderful. So I really like food art. And yes. I couldn't tell you why, but yeah. like people who no, are, you do really respond I well love to it. it. I don't know what it is about it, but people who can make like very beautiful things with food, like that bakery burrow that yeah. we love. Yeah. And there's some others too that I've put in 10 things over the years, but I just, for some reason, it really like delights me like a lot. Um, so there's a new person on the scene doing beautiful food art and her name is Alana Jones Mann. And it's rude to call her new because actually she's been doing this for a while, but she really hit her stride recently with these cakes that she calls shag cakes that look, they're cakes that look like shag carpets and they are stunningly beautiful. And you can see them on her Instagram. She has a website, but it seems like she's sort of stopped updating it and she now just does it on her Instagram. And then the geniuses at El Decor, this also like this hit a this feature so good this feature is so good and it's like the type of editorial content that i'm like yes this is what magazines are for exactly this is what magazines and big photo budgets and like big prop budgets are exactly for and this is what they should be using it so and el decor basically commissioned her to make cakes based on like their favorite new rugs of 2018 and they're beautiful rugs and even more beautiful cakes and they look the rugs 
the cakes look exactly like the rugs and it just it's remarkable it's, it's remarkable just, content it's so good and it just it was just like i this is the type of like art and design content that just really makes my heart explode it's like it celebrates all of the things and it's just delightful to look at um she's based in la if you follow fancy people on instagram who live in la they all have her cakes at their baby showers and things like that and, totally and bridal showers it's um, like the flower shop of la exactly it's, it's, it's totally the, that's the new york bakery um, that everybody yeah. i just think she's so talented and it's so beautiful and i love it so you should check it out on her instagram um speaking of things that make hearts explode my last mm-hmm. my last thing Tree Hugger did this post about miniature horses. As, I like how you just said Tree Hugger as if that's like a household name. What the F is Tree Hugger? You don't know what Tree Hugger no. is? It's like an eco website. They did this really, really good post mm-hmm. on miniature horses as service animals. So the peg was mm-hmm. that Southwest Airlines now allows miniature horses to travel on planes as support animals. Wow. Uh, like emotional support animals, which is obviously different from a service animal. Um, right. Well, is I guess I didn't know that emotional okay. support was. Well, I know that service animals like are like blind people. Yeah, they're use trained. Them they're, like, they're more. Okay. It's not just like, like I guess I do know the difference. You do know the difference. You just haven't it. really yeah. parsed it in your mind before. But I guess I also would have assumed that emotional support animals were some category of service animal. I would say they're a lesser. They're right. certainly a lesser um, for sure. Yeah. So apparently, miniature horses make good service animals because they are the right size they're mm-hmm. miniature horses <laughs> that is the, yeah. yeah they are smart as dogs oh um and they live longer so if you need a service animal wow. and you don't want it you don't necessarily want to have to train like or go yeah. through or like learn four different service animals absolutely i highly recommend reading this post okay. slash watching the two videos in it yeah and i just need to leave you with the names of four of the miniature Please horses do. in one of these videos okay chunky monkey is he chunky I would never call him Chunky. Okay. Because that would be rude. <laughs> Fancy Dancer. Mm, that's a good one. Glitterbug. Mm. And Patty Cake. So they're like My Little Pony, basically. Yeah, but they're like animals with jobs. And they're, <laughs> your name is Glitterbug, but you have a job. Why? I... 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 Do people... <laughs> I have like so many questions about how Southwest landed on this. And do we think that they... It was actually like their PR department that came up with this. And they were like, let's do this because people will definitely write about it. It's hard to know if they were if it was their PR department or if it's one of those things that they just like slipped through with a bunch of like, you know, a laundry yeah. list of other uh, uh, tweaks to yeah. their policies. And if somebody just like jumped on it, I hate to, to be this cynical. I think it was a stunt. I think yeah. Southwest knows they're like the quirky, funny yeah. airline. No, totally. I think that's highly possible because who is. Re- and so so. Did it tri- did get a lot of coverage. Did treehugger.com talk, speak to any specific instances of this? Like, does this actually exist? The Southwest thing? Of no, of miniature horses being service animals. Yeah, this is, I this just is gave a tried you the names thing. of four okay, horses who are you, service you animals. Okay, you're There's right. another named Panda. Like okay. you can watch and okay. see that you can watch and see the people that they are service animals too, and it is very heartwarming. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm in. All right. Anyway, that's the show. <laughs> this has been a production of Dear Media. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify. Follow us at Of A Kind on Instagram and Twitter and like our Facebook page. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. To advertise on our podcast, email advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints. 